Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Amen. All right. Come with me in your Bibles to Acts chapter 12. Let's do Acts chapter 12. We're going to read from verse 1 to 11. Acts chapter 12, verse 1 to 11. It says, Now about that time Herod the king, Now, about that time, Herod the king. King means that he's he's the the authority. He's the one in the power seat. He's the executor of authority. Whether he's executing that authority righteously or unrighteously is totally determined by his heart. All authority is from God, but not all those who occupy that authority are godly. God gave you free will. How you live is up to you. Now, about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. So we can already see which side of the ledger he's put his his stock in. Then he killed James, the brother of John. Killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now, it was during the days of the unleavened bread. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and he delivered him to four squads of soldiers. Isn't that amazing? Do you know how dangerous the devil knows the saints are? They have to put one man between four squads of soldiers. One man anointed by God is a deadly thing. When they took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they commanded the mighty men of their army, the mighty men of the Babylonian military, to to bind them and throw them into the fire. I just want you to understand that, that, that the devil sometimes recognizes the power that you carry more than we do. Four, guard, uh, four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was, like most of us, come on. That night Peter was, say it again, Peter was, that night Peter was sleeping bound with two chains between two soldiers. The guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone on the prison, and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. His chains fell off his hands, and the angel said to him, 
gird yourself and tie on your sandals. And he did. And he said to him, put on your garment and follow me. So he followed him. But what, what, what really intrigued me was that Peter is chained to two soldiers. He's chained to them. I'm not sure if you've ever slept with chains. But the Bible says that Peter is sleeping. Peter is, this is apparently on paper, on paper, it looks like this is his last night on earth. It looks like he's going to be executed the next day. Herod has already killed James, the brother of John, one of the two sons of Zebedee, has, has killed James. And when he saw that, that it pleased the, the, the Jews, he, he, he went and had, who, who else do you want? Peter? I'll arrest. He has Peter arrested, has him thrown into prison, guarded by four squads of soldiers. And now the night before he's going to bring him out and execute him, Peter is chained to two soldiers. Soldiers aren't known for their uh, perfumery. They're not known for... They're, they're soldiers. They're sweaty, smelly soldiers. He's in a prison and he's got chains on his arms, chains on... He's chained to these men and Peter's... Yeah. You, you, Where's the anxiety? Where's the, where's the distress? Where's the, where's the worry? Where's the... F There's no fear. So the title of my message today is, Don't Be Easily Unsettled. Don't be easily unsettled. Don't be easily unsettled. How, 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 do, how, does, Peter, how does Peter get to a place where not only the word, not only the death threats... Not only the, the continual harassment, we have harassments all the time. Right. We have Twitter trolls and, you know, at least that's what I'm told. I'm banned from those <laughs> platforms, so I don't know. I just, Leanne tells me. And so I'm like, oh, okay. So, so we have, we have, you know, we have, and, and, and I think, you know, if you don't have haters, you're not really doing anything for the kingdom. If the devil leaves you alone, you, you're no, no real threat to him. So, but this, this is another level. This has gone from, this has gone from threats to an arrest, an arraignment. It's the spirit of the age. Peter hasn't done anything. He's not a criminal, but they've arrested him. They've put him into prison. And Herod, who, who is in the seat of authority, there is no authority higher than him. He's the king over the land, has decreed that Peter is going to be executed. So this is not just, this is not just, hey, the, you know, they're slandering Pastor Jurgen and Leanne. This is not just, hey, they're, they're, they're making, you know, threats against John and Becky Heinrichs and their family. This is, they've, did you hear that they arrested? Did you hear that they're going to execute by lethal injection, electric chair the next day? And Peter is asleep. Peter is sleeping. To, to, to sleep, you've got to have, you, what keeps me awake at night is all the, well, what if, hang on, well, well, how, how's that even going to play out? What, what, what? He, he has no, no what if, he's not unsettled. How did he get to the place where he's not unsettled? Well, it goes back into his, his, his story. So in Luke chapter 5, uh, we see that Jesus is walking along the, the beach and he sees, a, he sees two boats and he hops into one of them, which was Simon Peter's. Might have been coincidence. 
maybe probably intentional, but he gets into that boat. And then when they, the fishermen who are washing their nets look over and there's some guy, Pete, there's a guy in your freaking boat. And Peter walks over and goes, hey, can I, can I help you? Yeah, would you um, row it out for me? And when he sees the crowd gathering around this person before Peter knows it, he's rowing out with the guy. And then it's like, and they're on the shore going. <laughs> and then Jesus stands up and starts teaching. And the whole crowd is mesmerized by Jesus' teaching. At the end of Jesus' teaching, he looks at Simon and he says, launch out now into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon Peter says to him, Lord, Lord, but we, we, we toiled all night. We, we labored all night. We caught nothing. Like we went out through the net in the dark where the fish can't see the net till it's too late. It's the middle of the day. He says, nevertheless, at thy word, I will. I don't have nets faith. Jesus said, let down the nets for a great catch. He says, nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. He'd gone from discouraged. He'd gone from disappointed. He'd gone from we, we labored all night, caught nothing, disheartened. He'd gone to, he hadn't gone to nets, but faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. He'd gone from discouraged, disheartened to net. I'll let down, I'll let down at thy word, I'll let down. There was something about the word. And the Bible says when he threw his net, so much fish came into the net that the net began to break and he had to signal to his partners. The partners are seeing the water churning and the frenzy and Peter straining with the net. So they rowed out with their boat and they filled both the boats till both boats began to sink. And when Peter saw, the Bible says, when Peter saw the miraculous catch, he fell on his knees and said, depart from me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man. And Jesus said to him, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. And the Bible says, when they brought everything to shore, they left everything and they followed Jesus. There was something about Jesus's word. The word of God works in every facet of our life. So Peter here has an encounter, with, that's his first encounter. He decides he's following Jesus. The reason he's following Jesus is because of the word that is dispensed from his mouth. Whenever you see a prophet in the Old Testament, the prophet in the Old Testament is literally the gatekeeper of the kingdom of heaven. People, when they came to the prophet... If they could somehow get favor with the prophet, the prophet had access. The prophet was given positional placement, favor, authority in heaven to bring from heaven a word from heaven into the earth that would change the earth. That's what the prophet did. And here Peter sees that Jesus has a word that shifts. And so he's following Jesus. I, I think when I look at 2020, 20, 21, 22, 23, I think that the, 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 the blessing that is on Awaken is because we held fast to his word. I think the peace that we had was we held fast to his word. I think the success and the strength and the miracles and the breakthroughs and the healings was because in a time of shaking, we refused to be shaken. We instead, the, the more the wind shook, the tighter we clung to his word. But, you know, if, in fact, if I feel, if anything, you know, and Pastor Leanne will, will, you know, affirm this, if anything, we dug down deeper into the word of God. I, I recognize very early on, people aren't following me because of a, an Australian accent or a German name or a funny haircut. 
People aren't following me because of a preaching gift. People aren't... People follow because they hear the word of the Lord. Far be it from us that we reduce it down to, to any other level. But I want you to know the word of God, the first, the first visible, tangible impact of the word of God in your life is it brings success. It will bring success. It will bring Marco Contreras marketplace success. Simon Peter says, we, we fished all night. We caught nothing. We caught nothing in our strengths, in our ingenuity, in our experience, in our skill sets, in all our training, in all our development, in all our understanding. We toiled all night. We caught nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, can I just tell you, God's word will unlock secrets. God's word unlocks favor. God's word unlocks blessing. God's word is powerful. God's word will make you successful. Did you know that if you go into the self-help section in, in any bookstore, if you go to a, a, one of those motivational seminars, every single one of those people have stolen, have pinched up from the word of God. They use biblical principles. They just remove God's name and stick their name up in there, but they are all biblical principles that every success principle in, that is in operation in people's lives has its foundation in the word of God. I need you to understand when you settle, when you make a decision, I'm going to dive down, I'm going to dig down deep into the word of God. The word of God will take you out of being unsettled about uncertainty about the future. It will make you successful. It will make you successful. My father said to me, when you leave engineering, how are you going to make it? There's no guarantee that they're going to employ you when you finish Bible college. I didn't know. Everyone was saying you shouldn't leave. You got a secure job. Why would you leave a secure job and a secure future and step into the unknown? Uh, as I stepped into the unknown, the Holy Spirit says, all you got to do is dig down into my word because heaven and earth will pass away. Speaking of security, the earth feels pretty firm under my feet. Jesus is firmer than the earth under your feet and more certain than the sky above your head is my word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word endureth forever. As you begin to build your life on the word of God, the word of God will go before you. Jesus says, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. When he said that, he had, the word had already gone out into the deep and was rallying all the fish. All Peter had to do was let down. If he would have thrown the nets, he would have got nets catch, but he just threw a net and a net catch because the word of God goes before you. When the word of God is in your life, it will bring success. You can leave, you can leave family, you, you can leave nation, you can leave friends, and you can come with three little boys in suitcases to a land you've never been before, but if you're following the Word of God. If the Word of God has gone ahead of you, the Word of God will bring success. Dig down into the Word of God. The Word of God is power. Send the Word out. Let the Word go before you. The Word will transform everything. Can somebody say amen? amen. Then, so that's the first encounter. So Peter's asleep. We know Peter's asleep. It's the night before his execution. An angel comes, touches him, wakes him up, says, gird yourself. The chains fall off his wrist. As he's walking, the, you know, the gates open. He walks through. And then he realizes, he thought this was just a vision. It wasn't a vision. An angel actually delivered him. So he goes and knocks on the house where the, the, they're praying for him. And the servant girl opens the door and sees it's Peter and freaks and slams the door and runs back in and says, Peter's here, Peter's here. And they're like, yeah, right. 
No, no, for real, he's there. No, no, you probably just saw his angel. So isn't it amazing? They were praying, but they weren't believing. How often do we pray prayers? But I love it because God still did a miracle, even though the church didn't believe the prayers that they were praying. How, how good is God? So, so Peter, Peter gets out. Peter, God delivers him. God, God holds everything. The second encounter that Peter has is really interesting. The Bible says in, in Mark chapter 4 that uh, Jesus said to the disciples, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. So they all get in the boat with, with, with Jesus, and they're crossing over. And the Bible says, you know, a great windstorm arose, began to beat in the boat, and waves were filling the boat. Water was filling the boat so that it began to sink. And they were trying to bail the water, but the wind and the waves were so boisterous that the, 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 the vessel, the, the fishing boat, was taking more water than they could get out. So they just knew just from basic physics, if there's more water in the boat than out of the boat, that boat's going down. And they look, and there's Jesus asleep. Like talking about Peter sleeping, Jesus is asleep. And they're like, what the heck can he? And so they go and wake him up. Teacher, do you not even care? We're perishing. Like, if anybody should be concerned, you should be concerned. You're meant to be the author of life. Here we are about to die, and you're asleep. You're just going to fall asleep while we all drown. And Jesus says, oh, ye of little faith. And he stands up and says, peace, be still. And immediately, everything goes into a great calm. And the Bible says the disciples were terrified. And Mark 4.41 says, and they feared exceedingly. The NIV says terrified. And they said to one another, who can this be? Who can this be? Watch this. That even the wind and and the sea obey him. Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? I've got to be honest, 30, 31 years of ministry, Leanne and I have seen our fair share of storms. Storms come, the wind blows, threatens to sink you, threatens to take you out, threatens to take you down. But there's a power that is greater than the wind. It's greater than the, the waves. It's greater than the storms. The word of God will give you peace and power in every storm. The word of God will give you not just peace. He said, peace, be still. But they're like, it wasn't about the peace. It was like, who is this? That he has power over the wind and power over the waves. I want you to know that you and I don't have power. We can get out there and we can try and block the wind and we can try and surf the waves. But the word of God is greater than the wind and it is greater than the waves. It is greater than the circumstances that you and I face. The word of God has power. It, has, it will bring peace and it will give you power over the wind. It will give you power over the waves. It doesn't matter what they're saying to you about Coronado. You can't come into Coronado. We're going to chase you. You're not having, you can't. We're going to make sure that we call every place that you're trying to hire. Yeah, well, you know what? Sabotage everything we want to hire. We're just going to buy ourselves a property down there. How do you feel about that? Because, because the word, like, honestly, let, 
Oh, if, if you think you're just fighting a, a religious organization that was the idea, it was, you know, these Aussies came over with an idea to start a religious organization. This wasn't an idea from men. This was a move of God. They're, they're, they're not fighting against us. They're not fighting against Awaken. They're fighting against a kingdom of heaven. They're fighting against a word that never returns void. It always accomplishes that for which it was sent out. The word of God has never been defeated. I mean, it was attacked in Eden, then it was crucified on Calvary. They even buried it in the ground, but on the third day it rose up out of the ground, conquering death, conquering hell. The word of God is unconquered. The word of God conquers everything. Everything bows to the word of God. There's no power like the word of God. So then in Matthew 14... Matthew 14, Peter has another encounter. In Matthew 14, the, the, the Bible says that Jesus came walking to them. He sent the disciples across. And then Jesus came walking on the water at the third watch of the night. And as, as, as Jesus is walking on the water, the disciples, who are meant to be Christians, think it's a ghost. But you can't blame them because they've never seen a human walk on water before. So... You know, I used to judge them, and I'm like, yeah, I probably think the same thing. Here's a guy kind of walking on the, and they're freaking out, thinking it's a ghost. And Jesus says, do not be afraid. It is not a ghost. It is I. And I love this because Simon Peter said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come. Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. I mean, how many people can see something's happening in Peter? He went from, nevertheless, at thy word I will, let down a net. He went to net. Now they're in the boat. Teacher, this storm is where experienced fishermen. The, the prognosis is we're all going to drown. And Jesus says, peace be still. And they're like, man, who is this that he commands even the wind and the waves? Now Pete, Jesus is walking on the water and 11 disciples, when they hear that it's not a ghost, that Jesus said, it's me, they're calmed. But one disciple isn't calmed. One, 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 one disciple is like stirred. He's like... If it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Peter made more mistakes than anybody, any of the other disciples. If we were looking at a, at a performance aggregate, if we were looking at a school report, a behavioral report, the headmaster would conclude that Jesus made a big boo-boo, putting Peter in charge. He's got all these detentions next to his name, after school detentions. But what, what Jesus saw in Peter wasn't his behavior or his performance. What Jesus saw in Peter was his faith. Like the audacity to say, Lord, if it is you, command me to come. And I love Jesus. Jesus just sends out his word. He goes, come. And Peter heard that word. Now, whenever you hear a word from God, you've got to step out. Like he's looking at the water, but there's a word. And the word overwhelmed, and he, and instead of sinking, and he begins to walk on water to Jesus, but because 
the ocean, the motion of the ocean, because the Bible says the wind was boisterous, beginning to doubt. He's, and that's always the battle. The battle is God gave me a word to get me out of my comfort zone. He gave me a word to step out in faith. He gave me a word to launch this ministry. He gave me a word. But when I, the circumstances are so over, beginning to doubt, he began to sink. And Jesus grabs him and says, oh, ye, little faith, why did you doubt? Picks him up. And the two of them walk back into the boat together. The third power that, that Peter experienced is that he recognized that if he will put his trust in the word of God, if he will be a recipient for the word of God, he'll experience the impossible. If you build your life on God's word, you will experience the impossible. Leanne Edith Gray said yes on the 15th of August, 1992. I was immediately experiencing the impossible. Never did I believe that I could marry somebody that beautiful. 31 years later, that's the bigger miracle, I'm still married. And it's not because she's chained, well, I guess I don't want to go to hell, I made a covenant before God. Like, she, she is married to me and in love with me. When she tells me that she loves me, blows my mind. When I look at what God has done in San Diego, I know, I know me, I live with me. I know my school education, I know my ADD, I know, I know my capacity, I know my skill sets. Where, where we're living is so far above my pay grade. Are you kidding me? Eight campuses about to have nine, Coronado. Like all this real estate, all these miracles, I'm, I'm not that good, but I'm experiencing the impossible. I'm experiencing the impossible. When we... I, I walked into El Cajon two weeks ago and a woman grabs me, just is bawling. An elderly woman grabs me crying, saying, you saved my life. You saved my life. Another one comes up saying, you prophesied we couldn't have babies. We could prophesied and here's, here's our little, like, when you build your life on the word of God, you will experience the impossible. The impossible, the impossible is the domain of people without the word of God. So absolutely, when people say, well, that's not possible. How's that? That's impossible. Say, yes, it is. I'm so sorry. It is for you because you don't treasure his word. Not for me. The impossible, that's where I live. I live in the realm of the impossible. The impossible is the domain in which I dwell because I've made his word my word. When you treasure his commands, when you treasure his word, you'll, 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 you'll walk into that. So I've got to finish. So Peter... Peter is between two guards, and he's sleeping. And we know that the angel comes and rescues him. But what intrigued me is that he's, he's sleeping. He's, 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 he's asleep. Go with me to John chapter 21. John 21, this is the resurrected Jesus. Remember, remember Peter says, you know, I'm out of here. I'm going fishing. And they're all fishing. And then somebody's walking along the beach at dawn. And he says, children, have you caught any fish? And they're like, no, we've caught nothing. He says, throw your net on the other side and you'll get some. And I love this. They don't even question. They don't even debate. They, don't, they just throw the net on the other side. They don't know if it's Jesus, but they just, they're just quick to obey. God said to me, clean the, the urine and poop stains off Starbucks toilet. I don't know whether it was Jesus. It just might be my stupid brain, but he's not... I'm putting my shopping cart back and I see two other ones up on the curb. And 
pick those up and put them back. It might just be, it might, I don't know if it, maybe sometimes God will intentionally kind of be there in your dawn where you can't really figure out whether it's God or not. Is it the mind of, is, is the word of God or is it just the, is it just men, man? Sometimes God will do that just to see how quick you are to obey. Because if you're quick to obey and it wasn't God, God's like, I like that. Redirect words to that person because look how quick they are to obey. They didn't even know that was me and they were obeying. Man, look at him. Look at him down there. He's cleaning the urine and the poop stains and picking up paper off the floor. And if he'll do that with a, with a bathroom with the door closed and nobody looking, what could he do in a city? So John 21, Jesus is walking on the beach, throw the net on the other side. They catch all this fish. And John immediately goes, it's the Lord. It's the Lord. Peter puts on his tunic. He puts on his outer garment and plunges into the sea. I think he was putting it on thinking, I'm going to prove to Jesus. I know I just denied him three times, but I'm going to prove to him I still got the water walking thing on me. And he, and because no, nobody puts clothes on to swim. You leave your dry clothes in the boat. So it's dry. But he, and then he sank. And then he swims in as Jesus and Come over here, and Jesus cooking fish. He's already got fish. He said, bring some of the fish. And then he's already got fish cooking. Everything you need, what you think, he already has it. He's cooking the fish. He says, Peter, do you love me, Lord? You know I love you. You know the story. Three times, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Because three times he denied, so three times he restores. And Peter says, you know, what about him? Points to John. He, he never, and Jesus, you know what? If I, if I want him to remain till I return alive, what's that to you? You follow me. And then he says this in verse 18 of chapter 21. He says, most assuredly, I say to you that when you were younger, you girded yourself and you walked wherever you wished. But when you were old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke, signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. How did Peter know that doesn't matter what the circumstances, doesn't matter what the wind, doesn't matter what Herod's threats. Herod is the king. There's nobody above him. He's given the decree that Peter's to be executed. He's chained between soldiers. He's guarded by four squads of soldiers, but he's... Sleeping. How the heck can you sleep? I'll tell you how I sleep. The same guy that calmed the wind and the waves. The same guy that says, launch out into the deep. The same guy that said to me, come, is the same guy that says, when you were younger, you girded yourself. But when you are old, I haven't made it old yet. He's not even 30 years of age yet. He says, I haven't made it old yet. All I know is it doesn't look like... Anything's going to shift in the circumstances, but I just know that heaven and earth may pass away. His word, he gave a word that I won't die in my youth. I will die of old age. I will die in my older years. I will die in my elderly lifetime. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. I just know that their battle, they can put all the soldiers, they can put all the arsenal, they can put all the weaponry, they can put all the military, they can use all their pipe off authority. All I know is this ain't my last night. So 
So if it's all right with you, I think I'm just going to get some shut-eye because I've got a kingdom to build. I've got a work to do. Jesus has left me in charge of the church. There's places I need to go. There's people I need to reach. There's people I need to preach to. This is not my last night. It may look like my last night, but let me tell you, I know that there's a... Come on, stand to your feet. I know that there is a word. There is a word from heaven that is greater than my circumstances. It is greater than the power of King Herod. It is greater than the strength of the soldiers. It is greater than these chains that are holding me. Come on, lift your hands high to heaven. I don't know who needs to hear this word, but I know I need to hear this word. You need to hear this word. If the word of God is on your side, the great test of 2020. When we look back, 2020 was a test. 2020 vision is hindsight. Nobody has 2020 foresight, but 2020, God God was literally making a, a declaration of the church. 2020 won't make sense until you look back. And literally what 2020 was, was a test in the earth. 2020 was a test in the earth to see who cling to his word and see and to see those who let go of his word. And I'm telling you, if you will cling to his word, success, if you cling to his word, peace and power in the storms. If you cling to his word, you walk in the realm of impossible. People say, hang on, hang on. How did you stay ma-? Word of God. Come on. We went to school with you. You flunked out of college, and yet you're one of the most successful. Word of God. How did you get that house? How can you buy in that zip code? We tried forever. Word of God. Man, we were at the same fertility clinic, and we couldn't. Now you got babies. How did you? Word of God. It's the Word of God. The Word of God will bring you into the realm of the impossible. For the Word of God. If you're hanging on to the Word of God, heaven and earth will go down. You ain't going down. In fact, if you hold on to the Word of God, you know where it's taking you? It's taking you up. The Word of God ascended to the right hand of God. If you hold on to the Word of God, you know where you're going to be? You're going to be at the right hand of God. You're going to ascend into a place of, of prominence and position. The Bible even says in Ephesians that we are seated in Christ, in the heavenly realms, in Christ Jesus holding on to the Word of God. Father, we thank you for your Word. We thank you for your Word. Father, we, we, we are not moved or perturbed by the threats of Herod. We are not overwhelmed and anxious by the strength of soldiers and chains and death threats. Father, we know that your Word endureth forever and we walk in the Word of God. And Father, I thank you for success. I thank you for favor. I thank you for extraordinary peace and power. Father, I thank you for just your hand on these people's lives that they dwell in the realm of impossibility. In the mighty name of Jesus, everybody said, wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com. Or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.